and welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger, and this is a place where I, I do some reflections on the stuff I make. I am a huge believer in, the, in, in capturing stuff as I go. How do I feel? What worked? What didn't work? And all that kind of stuff. And this, um, this is a, a venue where I, I, I do that occasionally publicly. I do this all the time in my own sort of, you know, capturing notes. If, well, not if, but when I was a, 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 a living being in the 1990s, right, where you'd see folks on TV get out their little micro cassette recorder. I was one of those folks. I was not <laughs> doing anything in a, any kind of like fancy job that required it. It just helps my thought process. And then I realized how at some point hearing others go through their own sort of journaling in, in this sort of, you know, audio reflection format, you know, I, I found it helpful. So I got inspired and jumped on board, you know, not in the micro cassette format, I, <laughs> but it's, it's still a very similar process though, much, much, much improved. But, uh, this is a, a, an extra taped on intro to, uh, intro for what I recorded previously. I was, um, just safely talk, talking into the recording app on my watch as I was commuting and I thought, well, this really did seem like it turned into a Polytechnicast. And it's me reflecting on how this project that I just published called Spells Spelling Practice, which has some, some cute creatures hosting a safe, fun place to just practice spelling. It's a sort of a, an interactive toy uh, educational tool that isn't like a full game like Word Turtle Island, but I took time out to make that. And I, I share why. And, and that whole experience, I, of course, like a Polytechnicast does often, as I do, is, is I, I think about some context and theory why, and I, then I get into some practical things and tell the story of working on these two projects. And, um, you know, why did I, you know, why did I do that? Why didn't I just keep going on the big one? If you like the Polytechnicast and how I think through stuff, I think you'll like this one. So off we go. What are... A few things I wanted to give you updates about the experience of making some stuff and a bit about what I made and I think an interesting story to go with is how we creative folks there's different reasons and parts and motivations to like why we do what we do and like what part of the creative experience is the thing that you're always longing for, looking forward to, enjoying when it happens, and that kind of stuff. What's it like? And for, I don't know, I know I'm not alone, where for me, it's there's this sort of eureka of problem solving. There's a something that, that is an attractive question that then I dig into, and through that digging, get a change in my perspective. I understand something more. I learned something or I, I went through something where I, I relate with that in a, in a new way. Sometimes that means I've maybe solved the problem to an extent or just created something that worthwhile that I through caring about that problem and caring about making something. And there's uh, so if you think about the creative process is something that that ha that can have a it can be chaotic and, and nonlinear, but you can also think of it as a, a progression of going from something 
pretty abstract to to quite concrete where you've got this need that you're figuring out and then you clarify that need and then you start working on ways to do something about that need you need to write a story about let's say a meaningful change or transition during your teenage years because you'd like to do a memoir comic so that's a that's a need but then what are you going to do about it so you could explore ideas you can use some form of being generative or brainstorming and all that you could mine your experience you could look for blips and data that it's wow that was the most intense change i had lost and gained more friends at this particular life event than any other right and yeah anyway what's funny is these pauses i'm thinking about what what those would be for me and i'm like Eh, we're not going to go into that, into that here, but yeah, there's definitely events in in high school where yeah, I made it, I made big decisions that that just instantly changed the landscape of who was my friend and who wasn't, and changed sort of a, a label of what people would think of me as, and and it's yeah, that's big stuff. But anyway, so you mine it, and you come up with a thing, but then you've got to elaborate and. You need to use your art skills to, to craft and make something happen. And then you make a thing happen. You're like, ah, I think I've figured it out enough. I have a rough outline of the story or I've got, I've got a strong ending and a loose outline. But it's like, there's a bit of a thesis here and some problem that got solved. And it's feeling good. It was mysterious. It was maybe even like stressful, challenging to an extent. But now it's not. It, it feels good. It's less mysterious. And this is where a lot of real work kicks in. It goes from... Anyone can just throw around ideas that you're not really engaged critically with. And then it's... It, those things really don't have a whole ton of value other than you're a valuable being and you matter in this universe and that stuff is important and expressions of you and who you are all that matters but is it a like a tangible creation at that point not really that's what folks who are like to say they're ideas people right like they can live in that space and just fine and then there's folks who have like hypotheses like strong ideas that's where you've dug in a little bit longer and you thought about what problem you want to solve and why and all that you get further, and then now you have a draft of a, of a solution to that problem. And it's right in there where I have natural inclinations to be like, now it's time to look for another problem. And that's very much the case with making making games. In any illustration or whatnot, let's, I love to get the, get a draft put together, and then I will sometimes enjoy or sometimes suffer through the more detailed rendering of that idea and and more full robust expression and you run into this with interactive stuff it's amplified there's just so much to do that the idea you you make it into something and then now how do i make it usable does it really run on the places that i want it to run and all that stuff Anyway, it's this next level of work. It's the, you got the crappy first draft of your, I don't know, thousand word introduction to something. And then 
or even an article, right? So you got 700 to 2,000 words and you let those words fly, but they're not refined yet. That refinement and bringing something into a more clarified, clear, compelling, robust, iterated upon thing where you gathered more evidence and you brought that in to make more decisions to make it better and better. You included other people's perspectives and you just continue to make something better and better until it crosses a threshold of, ah, now it is ready for others to to bring into, the, into their lives and have their own experiences with it. Because you as a creator have met your own expectations at least to an extent, right? You're probably having to fight your own demons and all kinds of stuff. The whole, I don't know, parade of voices that can, can get involved and, and that, that you might carry with you. I know I carry a bunch with me. I'll, I'll have, like, I, I've done so many art reflection podcasts. Like, this might be one of them where I will have some strong ideas and I get them out or I go, I just go into a, a place that things get confused and then I just shelve it, right? I don't refine it. I don't do anything. I just say, that one hit the cutting room floor and I move on. And that's, you know, that's fine. But I've done it so much where it, it haunts me a little bit where I'm like, there's, I've got a hang up. And so I've got to make sure I listen to that, but not leave that hang up in charge of everything that I'm working on. So that's what I mean by that parade of voices of different perspectives. And some of them may be pretty negative about you, about your work or whatever that and honestly, if you don't have this problem and you think, what is, what are you even talking about? I, th I think you're very fortunate and that's, I'm, and I'm glad, honestly. Because it probably comes from all kinds of different places of experience and baggage and whatnot. And I, I don't wish bad experience on anybody. All this exploration, creative process, the setup you know, is, is that there's a, there's a point where you could make something into something better. more A more refined thing. And that is a, that is, that is a, a sort of break in the path um there's a de there are decisions i need to make at that point right did i do enough to know if this is a strong enough idea and then i need to just use disciplines i've practiced and, and i have as skills and tools to make the next stages of creative development happen and i think a lot of folks can identify with different parts of this i know from podcasting about the experience of making art and doing storytelling in a bunch of different kinds of ways through Lean Into Art and the kind of audiences that connected with us. Yeah, I'm, I, I know other folks feel similar or similar enough. Something about that problem that you were working with, or for me, I was working with, which, which in this case, all this setup is, I guess that was the theory of it. But then here's the practice is of, so I'm working on Word Turtle Island and it's progressing along and I'm excited about it. It's very far. It's maybe I'm really at the place that I thought I was at in January. It's that far along where I think in another month or so, it's gonna be into more people's hands. I've, done, I've crossed that friends and family threshold where I've watched lots of different folks play it and react to it and notice what they note, don't notice and do notice and, and what they dig into or whatnot. And, and it's, it's been really fun data to see this thing that I make have something to it that, that folks find interesting and, and fun and funny and, and engaging. Good to know. 
And then somewhere along the way, I noticed, like I, I shared in the story for, for this other thing I built and published called Spelled Spelling, which in the scope of it, the, the, the level of detail and the kind of project, it's not anywhere near what Word Turtle Island is. But I faced this, this interesting challenge and a little bit of a, um, a parade of challenging voices problem where I'm, I need to keep going on Word Turtle Island. Like that project needs, I'm doing the solo game developer thing on there. I wear a lot of hats and those hats need to get worn and put to use a lot to make this come about. I can't set that aside and do a different thing. But you know what? Other problems can sure look interesting and fun once you've done enough to solve enough of the mystery and feel eureka a few times about your other problem. So here's Word Turtle Island that needs the refinement and the push to completion. And then there's this other thing that's meeting a need for someone else where I, friends of the, friend of the family, or let's say family and friends, <coughs> helping with uh, spelling activities and noticing that aspects of practice were working, but then I was wondering if there was a way where this could work better. So you sit with someone who has a set of spelling words and you read them to them and let them write down, capture their idea of how that word is spelled. And you go through the whole thing and, and see where you can explore the topic to learn more, right? How, what's, it's a silent E of a, a puzzling mystery or different letter combinations or length of words and all kinds of stuff, like dividing stuff into syllables and different strategies that can help you become a better speller. Something about the raw practice, I, and something about in my brain where I think about how can something interactive be of assistance sometimes. I don't think I do this as much as I did like in my 20s, but I still do that where there's a, some problems I think suddenly I have a rough idea of a flow or a mental model of how something interactive could work. And in part, I've done this for a long time for a lot of different people. I've done lots of interactive work for myself, but also for companies of all kinds of different sizes and whatnot. So somewhere, this is always in my brain. It's part of my, my, my past and curiosities and tools and skills and, and whatnot. And suddenly I thought, wait a minute, what if I made it like this little simple tool that worked like setting up your own flashcards in a really simple, easy way? You just have a have some text in almost like a tiny document where you write words, then hit enter. There's a whole, there's a list of words up to 10. And then you make a little recording for each of those words. And then the thing will play back the recordings and you do your words and then see how you did at the end, right? And of course I thought, do a little celebration if you get them all accurate, that kind of thing. And then I had this, the, these start, these little characters come to mind because that's part of my hypothesis, how I, how I approach uh, making games and interactive stuff, is that I think it's important to think about story and, and character around all of it. And that's where me as an individual creator, when I make something that is in my idiosyncratic voice that can be relatable, interesting, and, and something more than just a raw task of turning something into a assembly line to repeatedly do a thing, which is a lot of what you do when you make an app, but you don't have to only do that. 
And then I had these characters come to mind and I did some designs. And this was like a, I puttered with this for, I would take one day off of Word Turtle Island here and there. Or I would do this over the weekend sometimes where I'm like, yeah, here's some notes in my notebook, designing some characters and thinking of some names or a flow for how this could work. And then I prototyped it and I got some feedback from my early testers. It showed promise. And then one of the things happened uh, along the way is that I put this quote on the product page on niche.io where my, I had a tester say that you have to publish this. This will help a lot of kids like me. And I was like, okay, that's very sweet. I feel myself choking up and then just the idea of, I don't know, there's just so many layers to that, that, that moment that I was like, okay, this is meaningful enough to carve out some time from this other bigger product development cycle that I'm on to, to do it. So I did. And spell spelling, spelling practice, place to uh, have fun while you practice your spelling words is live and available on itch.io and you can play it in the web uh, you just open up get to the product page and there's a playable version of the game right there and it works so i wanted to make this so any kid anyone any human being who wants to practice their spelling words in a fun safe way they can do it and you need like a keyboard I, I did not get this to work with virtual keyboards for a variety of reasons. But if you have like a Chromebook or of course a Mac or Windows desktop, it's gonna work great. If you have an iPad with a keyboard, like a Bluetooth keyboard or just attached one through an adapter, that works great. Where essentially it works with tablets that have a separate keyboard. I have not tested it on phone with separate keyboard, but I have a pretty good hunch it would work. It may be small if uh, screen experience wise, but Anyway, it's there, it's working. And so I put it on sale too. It's launch sale, it's, it is free to even get the downloaded versions of it. So I've built versions for Mac, Windows, Linux, and Android in addition to the web. Normally if you want those, you'd have to pay, pay as you do to get software, right? But of course, there's the free path normally, but right now for its launch, I have it on sale for free. You can get all the diver all the versions. Go claim it at itch.io. And and if you know someone that that is practicing spelling, it, it's um, it's it is a simple app, but it's a pleasant structured experience to have more time and and get in touch with words that you care about and you want to learn. You want to make those words your own. So. You'll be typing them in, you'll be saying them out loud, and then you'll be hearing your own voice as you go through and practice them and seeing the results. And that simple act, I can say that, that it did help. One of our testers had actual spelling test scores go up significantly. I look forward to finishing War Turtle Island and making that announcement, but I'm proud to have made this thing that's just meant to help folks practice spelling. By all means, give it a try, check it out, spread the word, let other folks know about it so they can have this fun way to practice spelling. This app has some really chill experience and environments and cute characters and a little bit of tips and encouragement. 
in, in a very simple flow to get you through this whole practice. I made Spells Spelling Practice, and it's at robstenzinger.itch.io, and you'll see the you'll see the banner for Spell Spelling right there, and go claim your own copy. I think I just made a Polytechnicast. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it, and you can reach out to me via email, rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. And thank you again very much for listening.